0: よ many まで見た帰り道 i the
1: shifting the whole like time dot is a whole 5 seconds huh waiting an extra 5 seconds would have been
2: so long wait you got a lot going on today yeah i wanted to figure out this whole streaming business i just i just told you this i do ha- i do actually have plans
1: that's fair i got to get my car down to the mechanic after we're done so he can fix it for like the fourth time in 2 months does the mechanic tell you what's wrong each time yeah, like, it's it's just my power steering. The first time was, like, the hose for the steering fluid had burst, so they patched it up. Mm-hmm. And then, after, like, a week, it burst again, and they replaced the hose. And that lasted about a month. So then they replaced the hose again, and it was fine until, like, earlier this week. So hopefully they figure out what's actually going on so I can, like, you know, drive my car and not wreck it or some shit.
2: yeah. Yeah, that does seem like an issue waiting to happen.
1: What's real weird is that, like, my odometer doesn't even display my mileage now. It's just, like, a seven, an apostrophe, and an underscore. Lucky sevens. I mean, I guess. Like, oh god, I don't know. Anyway, you're listening to It'll Wash Out, a Bleach Rewatch podcast. I'm your co-host, Cinna. I'm your
2: co-host, Sam.
1: I think we've got a lot to talk about this week. We, uh... Really liked the first episode, at least, so let's just get right into it, why don't we? Yeah, let's just get into it. For once, we actually have an episode title that fits the episode, because this week we got episode 98, Clash, Kenpachi Zaraki vs. Maki Ichinose.
2: It fits the entire goddamn episode.
1: It really does. So, Hitsugaya starts by approaching Maki, who tells him he's no longer a soul reaper, and that he works for Karia now. The two clash, and Ichinose tells Hitsugaya that he sees Karya's actions as just. The rest of the Shinigami in the forest arrive, as does Ichigo Squad, so you got like Renji and Matsumoto along with them. Maki tells the group that they'll not be getting any closer to Karya, and then Hitsugaya tells the rest of the group to just go on ahead, reminding Matsumoto that the bounce are more powerful now.
2: Yeah, it's like, you know, be careful with them.
1: Yeah, for sure. Ichinose raises his blade, causing a blinding flash as Hitsugaya readies a strike. Everything goes white and he sees Ichinose coming in after him. Upon blocking, however, he realizes that his attacker is none other than Renji, who claims he thought Ichinose had swung at him. Hitsugaya tells the group to be careful or they'll end up attacking each other. Ichinose confirms that his zanpakuto, Nijukasumi, has the ability to reflect and refract the air to create illusions. Uryu can't even sense his spiritual pressure, and the group theorizes on how he could be hiding it. But it really doesn't matter, because Ichinose is on the offensive as he supposedly takes down Matsumoto, and then he
2: goes after Chad. Well, it's like, not only does it cut away and we just hear her scream, as far as I can tell, the rest of this episode pretends this never happened.
1: Yeah, it's like, it's really jarring and sudden, and then you're just like, seeing Chad... On the defense, and then, I don't know, it just kind of keeps going.
2: (laughs) I'm sure there'll be a moment when, like, the next time Rangiku has to fight where she's like, Ah, I'm wounded from the fight with Maki. (laughs) Renji, take my place. God. But until that point, it's just like, okay, yeah, the fact that Matsumoto is attacked just gets immediately and suddenly swept under the rug and never surfaces again. At least not for these two episodes.
1: <laughs> yeah, it just kind of gets ignored. It, it's weird. So, before Maki can strike Chad, a rugged, beaten-up blade bursts through the light to stop him. And we hear a voice that's just like, hey, it's been a while. And it's Kenpachi Zaraki, who just, like, shows up and near effortlessly pushes Maki's blade back. Did you mean to say ragged blade? I probably did. Like, I wrote ragged, but ragged works better.
2: I also call bullshit on this because it implies that no one feels Zoraki coming until he's, like, right in the middle of everyone.
1: Yeah, it's like... It, Kenpachi just kind of shows up and nobody is any the wiser.
2: And then it just bursts forth and dispels the illusion. And just like... Alright, I mean, it looks cool,
1: I guess. It's, it's just that, like... Kenpachi in particular is so bad at concealing his spiritual pressure and that nobody sends him coming is
2: just so weird. Like, you'd think at least one of them would sense him. Well, it's like, you know when you're really close up looking at a wall and it's the color of the sky? You might think it's the sky because you can't see the borders of the wall, right? So maybe Zaraki was already so close, Uryu was like, man, it's like I'm completely covered in darkness i can't feel anyone and it's like no 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 you it's actually that the only thing you can feel is zaraki Oops, all zarakis there is like this really good moment
1: here though where orihime and yashiro just like exchange greetings and it's really cute uh, and then Zoraki tells ichiko to just like visit his squad first next time he shows up in soul society <laughs> He's like, we'll throw you a welcome party. <laughs> and
2: she goes like, no, you're going to fight me. You always try to- that's why I don't visit you.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uriya realizes that Zaraki blew away the illusions with just as immense spiritual pressure, and Renji informs him that the Bounce are headed to Seirete. Kimpachi turns to Maki, asking about his alliance with the Bounce, like, barely, before telling him that he won't interfere if he's just there to stop the rest of the Soul Reapers from getting to Karya. But- that if he remains here, he'll
2: fight instead. I really love Zoraki here. Because he's like, alright, you can do a mission that's someone else's desire. Yeah. Or you can fight me and try to get your revenge. You gotta pick one,
3: though. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it really like plays into the themes of the episode like overall. But there's some more direct stuff on that later. Um Ichinose seems, like, surprised that Kenpachi's, like, even suggesting this, stating that he should be helping stop the majority of Soul Reapers, but his, like, internal emotions just, like, held on from all his time in Squad 11, and it just urges him to take up Zaraki's offer as he stands and prepares to fight. Zoraki, of course, agrees to the battle, and tells Yachiru to get out of the way. Hitsugaya instructs the rest of the group to move ahead, and the battle begins. Maki goes in for several strikes, but he's just not getting through it all. And, of course, Kenpachi just seems bored here.
2: This is like, boring. <laughs> yeah, good old
1: Zaraki. Fucking love this guy. Maki pulls out the light from his blade and sends a wave of blasts at Zaraki, but not even that is enough to hurt him. Zaraki states that nothing has changed at all, claiming that he thought Maki would have improved his skills by now before going in for the kill. But Maki isn't done. He releases more pressure and calls upon Niji Nijigasumi, which I feel is, like, supposed to be
2: treated as a Bankai, but y- he never calls it a Bankai. Oh, a couple of the- a couple of Zanpakuto have, like, a, a- like, a special move that they can do. Yeah. I think that's all this is. Yeah, that's fair. It's- it's the same- it's the same form, it's just- it has a move. Uh, basically, think of it as Renji's got his Bankai, and then he's got, like, the move that makes his Bankai blow up.
1: Yeah, okay, you're right. That makes sense. I, I just didn't really think of it that way before. Zoraki seems amused now, stating that Ichinosei has gotten a little better as he actually manages to land a hit. Maki is frustrated with Zoraki's attitude, claiming the Gotei 13 is supposed to defend those they want to protect, but Kenpachi's just like, nah, I want to fight.
2: <laughs> I love that he's like, hey, what the fuck is your deal? And Zoraki's like, I like to fight, what do you want me to say? You've no- you know this. I'm, I'm Kampachi Zaraki. Like, what do you want? I fight. It's what I do. It's like, ask a stupid question, get a stupid answer. I like to fight. What do, you, <laughs> what do you want me to say?
1: God. Maki here is just like, I've got a problem with Soul Society's way of thinking. And you know what? Karya feels the same way. In fact, Maki's like, I'll gladly stake my life on Karya. And then a field of stars surrounds Kenpachi before exploding into a large blast. Maki's like, the limitless beams of light have killed Zoraki. But Yachiru's like, no, Kenny's still alive. But Ichinosei states that the light that engulfs Zoraki will be compressed into a high-density beam and kill him. There's some, like, really cool sketchy effects going on where it's, like, it, it looks sketched out, but, you know, it, it's still animated, obviously. Uh, within the beam of light, Azuraki basically just, like, eats the blast. And Maki's just like, alright, well, I'm done here. I'm gonna head to Karya. <laughs> but Yachiru's like, no, wait, Kenny's still alive. And Maki's like, no, he's dead. Kempachi of course, just answers this with a grin as he removes his eye patch, repelling the blast with even more spiritual pressure as cracks form in the light. Suddenly, there's a crater, and Zoraki's just totally fine with the blade pointed
2: at Maki. I just want to point out, like how, like the the scene itself, like throughout the entirety of like the the beam of like pressing and like Zoraki breaking free, that all that looks like fucking great. Oh yeah, uh, honestly, the the episode in general is just like. really great one a really good looking one Uh, but I I especially like because Yachiru is incredibly childish but in this instance she's not saying like no he's not he's not dead in like a childish argumentative way she's just like pointing out oh well you're walking away but what about your fight it's not done yeah Kenny's not dead (laughs) and it's just so funny that she's just like she's doing it in this like this very like observational way yeah Where she's like, uh, no, actually, like, he's over there. And then Zaraki comes out and he's like, you're trying to use a technique and you're like, oh, I'm gonna shine light on everything and destroy all the shadows. But, like, that doesn't- that doesn't- your stupid technique doesn't even make any goddamn (laughs) sense. (laughs) Yeah, he, like, specifically
1: points out that, like, you can't just shine light on everything and expect there not to be shadows. Like, that's how light works, bud. Um, he, like, also brings up that it's a keto types on pacto and he's like, that's just like you. Well,
2: I guess I commend you for even making me use just a bit of my full power. Yeah, because he's just, he's basically mad at Maki for, like, tr- for using, like, a tricky way of fighting, but also just being, like, assuming that because his power works in a specific way that it'll just, like, take him out. And he's like, no, you can't. <laughs> That's not how fighting works. You use your power, and then you see if it took the other person out, and then you keep trying. (laughs) You don't use your power and then get shocked when it doesn't work. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you
1: can't just do the wake-up DP and just, like, afterwards check if it works. You have to, like, be on guard. (laughs) But anyway, Maki wonders how someone without noble goals can have so much power, as he begins recklessly swinging at the captain, asking why he stands in the way of justice. Zaraki just kind of responds to this by calling him stupid and cutting him down, and he states his nobility and ideals are completely based on others. He doesn't have his own goals, and that's boring. Maki asks why he fought him, and then Kenpachi states the obvious. If Maki truly believed in Karya, he would have stopped Ichigo and the others first, but instead he chose to face Zaraki. His power comes from his hatred for Zoraki. And, you know, he should just come after him with that power. And, honestly, this is a
2: really good moment. Yeah, well, he's like, hey, stupid, shut the fuck up. Like, you you tried to... Because Zaraki's Z- Z- whole thing in this argument is really good. Because he's like, hey, like you left because you hated me. You got stronger because you hated me. And now you're here being like, oh, I'm fighting for justice. I'm fighting for Katya's justice. No, you're here fighting because you hate Zaraki. You're not here fighting because of some, like... Higher justice or whatever. Yeah. Because if you were, you wouldn't have accepted the duel against Zoraki. And that's the thing that's like annoying Zoraki in this entire thing. He's like, well, just be honest. If you're here, if you hate Zoraki and you want to fight Zoraki, fucking own up to it and do it. (laughs) Yeah, 100%. Maki
1: takes a stance as he apologizes to Karia, asking for forgiveness as he powers up once more. Zoraki grins and powers up as well. And the two go all out on a single attack. In a flash, Zaraki's blade cuts through Maki's blade, as well as Maki himself. It still wasn't enough, huh? Says Kenpachi, before telling the disheartened Yachiru they should head home. Yachiru does a small bow of respect to Maki, and the two leave, ending the episode. It's really good. Really, really fucking good episode.
2: Yeah, and like, in their final showdown, which again, looks fucking gorgeous they also do that thing they do where like Zoraki's spirit pressure looks like a, a roaring skull in that moment zaraki goes all out he doesn't need to go all out but he does because for just that moment maki's like yeah fine i fucking hate you i'm gonna fight you and try to kill you because i hate you this is a vengeance fight and zaraki is basically going like hell yeah this is what i'm here for <laughs> be honest with yourself and we can have a real match and then he, he kills him and he's like Okay, that wasn't super exciting. But, you know, (laughs) I went all out anyway. It's okay. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's like,
1: it's a really, really good episode. You got a lot of really good Zoraki moments. It's really cool to see him, like, being weirdly emotionally intelligent. But, like, that's when Bleach is really good. But, like, he pushes Maki... To fight for what he believes in which is really great and you also get like a lot of really good yachidu stuff because it's like really subtle but you know it, it it works really well
2: overall great episode yeah just like a really good it's almost a bottle episode <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. it, it almost feels like a bottle episode uh but yeah just like great stuff great like definitely one of the best episodes this season uh good zoraki stuff great yachidu stuff
1: yeah for sure one of the better
2: episodes this season what was the post-credits bit this time sam the post-credits scene is hanataro made it back home he's back with squad four and he's got a proposal <laughs> to build a convenience store God. it'll be fine he trained hard in the human world <laughs> and captain unohana is like very firm which she's like hanataro just hey Make sure you carry cosmetics, okay? <laughs> it's it's a
1: it's a good bit. Like I don't know, I I'm really here for the idea of a convenience store in Soul Society, and it, it's really funny that Unohata is just like in full support of it. Just like, hey,
2: carry cosmetics, and we're good. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like it's the most important thing, and I'm like, if you think about it, convenience stores also handle like not like a ton of, some convenience stores anyway, they handle a lot of like really basic drugs, like yeah. just like antacids and uh, like digestives and that kind of stuff. Yeah, for sure. So I'm I'm wondering if, if this is also one, almost certainly just a plan to get her hands on cosmetics so she doesn't have to go to the human <laughs> world, a thing that Rangaku has complained about previously. But two, also just maybe a way to be like, well, instead of coming to my goddamn barracks for like a tummy ache, go to the convenience store and get some gravel
1: yeah it 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 works really well like it makes sense it's a good bit we also have a new opening and a new ending this week sam we do so for the opening we have yui's rolling star and it's it's kind of a fucking banger it's a really good opening uh the ending is baby it's you uh fucking by uh it's by june and it's not a bad ending, it's just, like, tonally it feels weird, and I don't know, it's it's not bad, but it feels weaker than moving, and, you know, it's just,
3: yeah.
2: <laughs> again, Hanabi is, like, as far as I'm concerned, one of the, the best in anime. Yeah. So, kind of hard to follow up. For sure.
1: It, again, it's not bad, but it, it could be... A lot better. Uh, I think that does it for this episode. Let's cut to
2: break. Let's cut to break. Let's get back into it with episode 99. Shinigami vs. Shinigami. The uncontrollable power. Which... Most technically applies to this episode. <laughs> mostly applied to last episode. I mean, it technically fits, I guess. Riots have started at two of the gates of Soul Society, and the riders use their siege weaponry to force the gates open and charge inside, only to be met by squ- small squads of Soul Reapers that give them pause. Katya pushes through the crowd and just completely annihilates the entire squad with a wave of his hand when they attack him. Then he turns to the Kusujichi, like, group and just says, hey, uh, thanks for gumming and opening the door, but we don't need you anymore. Bye. Yeah, he kind of just, like, ditches everybody. He's just like, alright, well, you're useless now. Peace! (laughs) Genuinely surprised that he doesn't kill anyone here. Right? Like, like, I was absolutely just being like, oh, oh, by the way, thank you for being, like, our portable batteries. That's the only reason we brought you. But no, he, he does tell them multiple times. Hey, you're useless, go home. You, I don't need you anymore, bye. And then there's like a back and forth, and even when the guy's like, hey, fuck you, he's like, no, bye. He does send, like, he just sends them all off in a tornado and just blows everyone away. And as soon as he does that, Ichigo's group shows up. But they're too late, because Kariya sends out another blast of air and just destroys the siege weapon that was keeping the gate open, and it slams shut. It's almost like a reflection of the first time Ichigo's group showed up. Yeah, almost. Jidambo's even here. Jidanbo even has a huge cut on his shoulder, like last time. <laughs> Katya tells Old Man Chairbound and Koga to go around taking down captains while Yoshi and Mabashi just, like, run around and cause chaos and destruction just randomly to keep everyone's attention divided. And while they do that, all that, Katya is going to go find something that should allow them to destroy the serete in one big motion, like, instantaneously. It's hiding in the R&D department. (laughs) Yeah, that- of course it is. I I just- I'm a really big fan of how Karia just,
1: like, does not explain anything here, and Koga's face just says it
2: all. He's, like, completely clueless. Yeah, like, Karia just gives zero details, (laughs) despite Koga's, like, hey, um, what- what the fuck are you doing? Like, what is this? What are you going to get- (laughs) I feel like, like, Koga is very clearly kind of, like, leaning around onto, like, I'm br- I'm trying to bring about a communist revolution, uh, revolution, and I feel like you're about to go find a nuke, and I'm not down with that. But also, I don't have, like, concrete evidence, so I guess I'll just let you do what you want to do. Maybe you're just, like, weird and manic, <laughs> but, and, like, I don't have, maybe I don't have a reason to distrust you, so, you know, I'll trust you a little further. <laughs> But, like, Koga's very clearly, like, starting to think about where his, uh, where his priorities are, li- are lying and, like, where his friends are. Yeah, it's just, like, it's so fucking funny that it's just, like, recently that he seems to be questioning everything. Like, Karya's been, like, this bud? He's just like, yeah, my buddy Karya. Rancid vibes, but, you know. <laughs> sometimes when you're with someone for, like, hundreds of years you just don't notice their rancid vibes after a while can relate <laughs> yeah there's also a very real amount of like well we've come this far like what the fuck do i even do if i turn around now right like yeah so i i get it i i hope we get some koga interiority though because it would be nice to have, like hear what he's thinking
1: it would be nice but i given the fact that we have like 10 episodes left this season i
2: i don't see us getting that but you know yeah at this point Kadia just like tells them hey remember the meeting spot is sogyoku hill and then we just cut outside where Orihime is trying to heal jidambo's wounds it is like last time he wakes up he thanks for the for the help uh renji comes back from running because he like ran off to the gate to figure out what was going on and is like yeah um It's as we thought, like, basically, there's no one on the other side, so it'll take a while before anyone on the Soul Society side can actually open the gate, but, you know, Chidambo can lift the gate, it's fine. It's fine! So, gives a squat, does the deadlift, and then he's like, oh, shit, my wounds are open up again, could you guys, like, run through? So they're like, got it. And then Ichigo stops, and he looks at everyone, and he's like, alright guys, we have to go through, don't worry about him. He's, he's holding this gate up in spite of his injuries. So let's not make this take longer than it has to be. For Jodanbo. Yeah, He really gives the whole fucking speech. And then they run through. <laughs> yeah. Everyone goes through, except Dorihime, who's like, uh, actually, I'm going to not be a character in this arc, but I am going to heal Jidombo's arm. <laughs> you know, he's our good friend and fan favorite, and we don't want him to die. But she does... She... She does take Claude and, like, just throws him through. She's like, you can go with him, though. You were made for this arc, so you better have it. You better do at least something. Everybody knows, fan favorite, Kuroda. It takes a little bit to convince Claude to, like, leave Orihime behind, but eventually they manage, and he gets, like, way too enthusiastic about it. The group immediately splits up because, you know, they have no idea where the Bount are. So everyone splits up. We've got Renji and Claude, Chad and Nova, Ichigo and Lilin. And Ishida's like doing his own thing, of course. And then, meanwhile, Rangiku just gets a hell butterfly message that's like, "Hey, captain, meeting. All hands on deck." Uh, we get a so we get a shot of Soifon telling her team probably the smartest thing any captain has said in this show, which is, "Hey, if you find someone, just call it in. Don't engage. Like, don't try to fight the battle. Just tell us about them."
1: Soifon is still like one of the best captains, honestly.
2: Yeah. And then, you know, we get a bunch of scenes of everyone running about, and then immediately we get a shot of a bunch of Soifon's men confronting <laughs> Mabashi, trying to fight him. Have you learned nothing? Do you not listen to your captain when she gives you orders? Who, who listens to anybody? It's Soul Society. There are no rules. Time to engage. Uh, Mabashi summons his doll, Ritse, and now, now that he's in Soul Society, when he summons her, she summons, like, multiple copies of herself? Just like... Just a bunch of little gremlings floating in the air, laughing as they attack. And then he also goes on the offensive with, like, incre- like surprisingly stilted animation. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> it, it was a very odd experience going from the previous episode to this one. And then most of... Because most of this episode is like, okay, fine. It's just they're... You know, they're rushing through stuff because they spent all the time and budget on the previous one. It's fine. But then they have, like, this... Uh, This, like, extended fight scene of Mabashi, and it's like, oh, this do not look good. (laughs) It really doesn't. We got to the captain's quarters, the captain's beating, and Ukitake is absent because the anime disease came back. (laughs) Soifan gives an update on her forces. Mayuri just, like, tries to stir the pot. He's like, hey, you know, pretty sure we had someone in charge of this not happening. And, uh, look what happened. (laughs) We should blame him. And Hitsugaya just, like, yeah, he's right. I'm in the wrong. It's fine. I take responsibility. This is my fault. They move on. Byakuya gives, like, a quick rundown of all of Kariya's abilities that he noticed during their fight. And Mayuri's just like, hey, wait, no, what? We're blaming the child. Stop. Mo- don't move on yet. We're blaming the child. <laughs> but Kyoraku's like, you know, I heard an interesting story about how... The whole the reason this is all happening is because there was a Quincy tool that left the R and D department. <laughs> Would you happen to know anything about that? <laughs> I'm really glad
1: Kyoraku is just like giving Mayuri so much shit.
2: Yeah, he just like insulted the shit out of him, and and it was like a way to manipulate him into looking for the data he wanted to get anyway. Uh, <laughs> like I'm really enjoying Kyoraku in this uh, in this arc so far. Same. Yamaboto just tells everyone to shut the fuck up, and uh, remember, rule one, kill the Ryoka on sight. Also, Hitsugaya isn't in charge anymore. Don't worry about it. It feels weird to me that they just, like, take away Hitsugaya's power here. Well, he, in a way, you could see it as he was in charge of the investigation that was happening outside the Serete to find the Bount and destroy them. But now the bount are inside, and it's like a full-blown military thing, so Yamamoto's in charge. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. It is weird that he, like, it. it like I agree, I admit it is weird that he just explicitly says, also, Hitsugaya is not in charge anymore. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like, okay, none of us were assuming that he was. Did you have to say it? Like, Of course he did. Uh, we get some back and forth between Renji and Claude and Lilin and Ichigo, where just. Jits- the Shinigami are running and the mod soul is like, oh, I get, I got a, I got a ping. No, it's gone. Oh, I got a ping. Ah, no, it's gone. And they can't like track down like where the bound are actually, actually are. We get a similar thing with Chad and Nova, except it's just, instead of the Shinigami getting like fed up with their mod soul, it's just Chad going, or Nova goes, I sensed them where I lost them. <laughs> I sensed them where I lost them. And they, <laughs> and they repeat that bit like three or four times, and then we change to someone else, and I'm just like, I love them. I love them both. Nova is the best. Like, I fucking love Nova. Uh, we get a quick bit of Mabashi confronting a different squad of Soul Reapers. Uh, This time, all of the various Ritze clones stab into the Shinigami, seemingly just like leaving them for dead before moving on. Uh, We also get a Just a bit with Old Man Chairbound thinking, damn, everything's going great. Nothing bad could happen to me. There is no way that I could meet someone that would ruin my day. Just as Mayuri's camouflage starts flaking off and he's like, I'm going to ruin someone's day. (laughs) On purpose. (laughs) Oh god, imagine if this fight just happens entirely off screen. I'd like to imagine a world
1: where all Mayuri fights happen off screen. (laughs)
2: God. The dream. The dream. Imagine if throughout the next three, I don't know, three episodes, four episodes, we get various fights. Not a single one includes Old Man Chairbound or Mayuri. We just see like explosions in the background every once in a while. And then like five episodes from now, we cut to Nemu and then like Mayuri's slime form just enters the the lab. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like... Were you successful? Don't want to talk about it. (laughs) Alright. And that's it. And then we don't see him for the rest of the season. Please. But we do get, every episode, at least one scene of Kyuraku, like, dunking on him. (laughs) That's ideal, honestly. Maybe he tells Nanao to be like, Hey, bring this bouquet of flowers and a glass of orange juice to Mayuri. (laughs) And tell him it's for a prompt recovery. Just gives him a jar to put himself in (laughs) The dream. Meanwhile, at the very end of the episode, Soifan is just getting updates from her men. Like, all of her squads fought Mabashi, but they were all, like... Like, he knocked them all around, and then he ra- he would run away. He doesn't seem to be, like, killing any one of them. and But not a single one was able to catch him, which upsets her. And then, as she turns around, suddenly one of them just throws a Bito at her. Like, just the giant mosquito. <laughs> it stabs her in the shoulder, and... I think the implication is that it might- It might have, like, slurped up a chunk- A big chunk of her energy, or it's got a poison. Something- Something's happening. She, like, falls to one knee, and she's like, Oh god, what is this? And then the episode ends.
1: (laughs) It's very sudden. I do feel like Soifan would, like, at least be aware of Mabashi's ability, and, like, know to be on the lookout for
2: it, but... yeah. Now, in fairness... None of these Shinigami have a giant flower coming out of their chest. That's true. I, I'm just imagining like, hey, Byakuya, did your sister like write up a report about the fights that she had? Yes. I framed it, put it on the wall. <laughs> no one gets to see it. It's mine.
1: <laughs> Brotherly love.
2: Can you tell us what's inside of it? No. <laughs> can Can we go ask the other, like, humans? <laughs> Why would we need help from humans? For humans. <laughs> Classic biakia <laughs> Maybe we could ask Ranji. He's with Tent Squad. <laughs> he's running around. <laughs> okay. And, fi- and we finish the episode with the post-credit scene, which Ikaku is on fire. Like, everything's on fire. Just He's standing in fire. There's fire everywhere. Like, all the buildings are on fire. And he's like, damn, I can't find anyone to fight. There's fire everywhere. I'm burning out. God fucking damn it. What What is happening? What do I do? And it turns out he's just having a bad dream because he's sleeping and Yachiru is using a giant mirror to reflect sunlight directly onto his forehead. This poor man. That's dangerous. That's dangerous, Yachiru. He's going to get a bad sunburn. (laughs) This poor, poor man. I feel so bad for Ikaku. Like, no wonder he gets so easily, like, irritated and mad at Ichigo as soon as, like, something goes wrong. Everyone treats him like shit. (laughs) Yeah, I... I don't
1: know. I just want Ikaku to be okay. Like... Treat treat him better. Treat him better. Uh, overall, though, like I think the episode was okay. Like it definitely suffered. It, it was it, it was mostly setup is the thing. So definitely suffered from that. I personally
2: thought this episode was ass <laughs> ass 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 ass. ass. Uh, <laughs> That's fair. Well, so my my main issue with the with the episode, and I'll give you my reasoning, and I think you I think you'll agree on this. It might also lessen your appreciation of this episode. If this episode, the various scenes, most of which, like, don't really have, like, any connecting tissue and kind of feel like a bunch of filler scenes, were sprinkled through the previous episode, we would just have two average episodes of Bleach. Fair. <laughs> I think that's how this these two episodes were actually made. And then they said, hey, you know what? What if we just made a bad episode and a really, really good episode? (laughs) We're just going to squish everything together for the Zoraki fight, keep it all tight and compact, and then put all the filler that we had, we were going to put in all the, like, scene change filler. We're just going to shove it all together into one episode and put it after.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I guess that makes sense. It's, uh, it's not a great episode, but, like, I think at least if it had been, like, the way you describe it would have been like two pretty good episodes but i think having the one strong episode was preferable to me personally but you know yeah anyway i think that should do it for this week's episode you can find the show on twitter at BleachCast, and you can find me on twitter at lavender underscore pause
2: and you can find me on twitter at ssbslj
1: thanks as always for listening i hope you all have a great week
2: stay cool chads when humans cry and their tears dry up They become monsters dried up inside.
1: It's kind of sad. It's
3: dark.